Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strength Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our life. The title of this message is Sleeping with a Dumbbell. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode 5 of 14. So what have I learned in the past 37 years? We humans are a stiff-necked breed of individuals. How we rate above the animal kingdom is so hard to understand at times. And it is only but by the will of God. We at times behave to a way lesser degree than those who live on instinct alone. We hold the wolf or goose that maintains only one partner in their lifetime. Even though they dwell among choices and live on instinct alone. How do they know the secret of an enduring relationship better than us? I believe all of nature and the things on this earth are teachers given to us by God. And that we would learn from them specific behaviors that would keep and sustain us in such troubled times as these. But I also believe because we have dominion over everything, we can grow to think that we can only learn from other humans and that everything else is an inferior teacher. In fact, we think we can only learn from other humans who we believe are smarter than us, thus further limiting our learning and growth opportunities exponentially. And don't get me started on the one who thinks that because someone has a list of degrees, that they are smarter than someone who does it. Jesus didn't go to college, and neither did the Holy Spirit, who is a teacher of teachers. Oh, the mess we get ourselves in by our faulty thinking. Specifically, we see in nature a dominant male and subservient female. And when they disagree improperly, the male makes the correction, and all is brought back into balance and order. Now I'm talking about the animal kingdoms, so don't get hooked up on the language I use. This is how God made creation to work. But somehow we think that we have a better way and thus continue to drive the planet and all the things connected to it into total destruction. And I know it's supposed to happen. But I think that we have something to say about when. And boy, when we want to justify our ignorant and purposefully manipulative position, we find none other than an expert to push us quicker and further to the end. P.S. The devil doesn't care how we get there, only that we get there. If you are living life on your own terms, then he has you right where he wants you. And if you do so, while also proclaiming you are a Christian, even better. Your marriage has a big target on it, because it is intended to be fruitful, which is a byproduct of God. For he is indeed fruitful because it also represents our relationship with and to God. Wives, so if I haven't lost every woman who originally tuned in, then we have some hearers and seers in our very presence. Wives, this message should be consumed in totality, lest you think it is a one-sided message. It is intended, in no way, to set a precedence that women are more trouble than men. Answering the call to speak and develop this type of message It's like choosing to walk through a field of barbed wire and star thistle, wearing glass high heels and long johns. It is congruent to the Bible, or at least as near as I can make it. If parts and sections don't apply to you, then by all means move on. And if none of this is helpful to you, then you should find a source that can help, because your marriage won't survive if you alone are holding it together. I will surely offend some, by my more direct approach to the subjects than I will cover in this section. In fact, this whole message could be offensive, but rest assured the issue needs to be covered. 
I am fatigued that the devil freely and publicly shapes generations of people on the topic of sex, but the church can hardly get the words to come out of its own mouth. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who thinks we should train a Christian in all areas of life that matter to God. I'm pretty sure the devil did not create intimacy. The woman's lib movement has in some ways settled in the church and families. Look at our culture of family and its degradation. One of the principles that started women and mothers exiting the household was divorce. Another was becoming a widow in these times, which can leave a woman completely vulnerable to poverty and despair. Now I get that some will state that they were just bored so they wanted to get out of the house and see the world. Yes and no. Underneath that lie is that they or you wanted more control, more stuff, didn't want to be a mother, as they or you saw no value in it, or are not saved, or are married to a squid of a husband who, if even saved, doesn't act like it, or simply just not saved. So it is here that I inject a scripture that speaks to many things pertaining to marriage, and so I suspect I may refer to it more than once in more than one section. So now in this section, let's look specifically at what I have selected and what God has stated to address a woman who was married to an unbelieving husband. 1 Corinthians 7, 1, 16. Now concerning the things of which he wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife, and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. But I say this as a concession, not as a commandment. For I wish that all men were even as myself, but each one has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am, but if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Now to the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord, a wife is not to depart from her husband. But even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried, or to be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife. But to the rest I, not the Lord, say, If any brother has a wife who does not believe, and she is willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. And a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. But if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. But God has called us to peace. For how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? The unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. Hmm, sounds like a worthy cause. But so you don't pour out the very well-rehearsed arguments as to why you can't, keep in mind that God stated earlier 
not to be or to get unequally yoked to an unbeliever. But wait, you say, but wait, you say, I was saved after I got married to the lizard. He is just fighting it and me the whole way through. I can't eat or fast without getting indigestion from his negative comments or pray or read my Bible without getting into his worldly translation on both activities. So first off, welcome to the battle that you are more than equipped to win, Ephesians 6. Be creative but not hurtful to resolve these tests and temporary obstacles. So while you are being strategic and creative in your battle strategies, you can and should also fight for your relationship or your kids, because in doing so, the kids are defined by God as holy. What say you about the kind of Christmas gift you want to give your child? Future yard sale inventory or holiness? As a believer, being unequally yoked becomes a non-issue. But your behavior towards your husband in a time when he may be in a process of becoming born again will or may determine whether you can hold on to your peace or not. We know Jesus states to love your enemy. How much more a lost husband? Matthew 5:43-48. Before leaving this relationship, you really must consider what the next guy might be like. Is he greener? Is he the new green lantern of your life? Believe me when I say that a Christian faker can come and destroy your life and marriage. We send spies to other countries to gather intel so that we can gain an advantage over the enemy. Moses did it before sending all of Israel to cross over the Bridge of Promise. Now in the case of Moses, the journey did not end well the first time, but revealed the weakness of the first generation. It was God's expectation that they would fight for their promise and inheritance. It is his expectation that you would do the same today. Now the issue may not even be totally about your husband, but about a generational curse that may be on the women of your family, and may have been so for generations, if never having been dealt with. So let's transition. So this is how we place ourselves under the curse of God. Ha! Well that's it for today. I know it's a really bad place to stop, but I must be true to the length of these messages. Too much is, well, too much. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from them. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy, and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Let us see it and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.